Hey, good morning, and welcome to the 5 a.m. Master Scrum Show. Hope you're doing well. It is Monday. There we go. Pause the music there. Metric Monday. It's a long weekend. Sorry I didn't do a Friday fun day, but I had to do a medical procedure on Friday. I'll just leave it at that because it would be too much information. TM, TMI, right? Um, I was not in a happy fun mood that day, so it didn't really happen. Anyway, but today's Metric Monday. Uh, oh, latest news. So put out a newsletter last night starting that that experiment. hope um, if you haven't seen the notes about joining our newsletter for the 5 a.m. Master Scrum Show, um, looking for feedback on that too, and then join. And if you join, you get free access to the Slack channel so that you can get more one-on-one coaching, group coaching in a more of an agile environment of people that listen to the show, right? Or participate. So today that's the plug for that. So if you could join our newsletter, that'd be great. It's on the 5 a.m. Master Scrum um, blog page. So if you go 5 a.m. Master Scrum.com, you'll find us. Um, and you're more than welcome to join. Hope you join us. So today is Metric Monday. I want to talk about mess ups because we always talk about the perfect metrics. So let's get the metrics. I want to talk about from an agile coach or a Scrum Master perspective when you mess up. And I messed up the other day with one of the metrics I use is, you know, updating uh issues that are in progress or in tests or the active positions i don't worry so much about issues that are in like prep work or done or things like that it's not one of the metrics i worry about more about what the team's doing and how they're progressing um and i messed up the metrics so i want to explain that today and share what i did um the follow-up but i'm still working on the follow-up by the way it's not a done deal yet so I'll talk about my plans forward and what I did at the moment and what I'm going to do in the future. So today I want to welcome you to 5 a.m. Master Scrum Show. I am Greg Master, Scrum Master and Agile Coach, and I'm still feeling this stuff from the weekend. So it's still kind of dragging here. But I want to, we do this show so we can, you know, I share tidbits on Scrum and Agile so we can bring more value to the customer and not work crazy hours to bring that value and have a little fun along the way. And sometimes we mess up and we have to confess the mess up, right? So last week, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I had a metric where I was tracking people updating. And then all of a sudden, all the updates were like really low. And I'm like, wow, we went from like 10 day updates to like to nothing. I'm like, how'd that happen? What happened? And I, and before, what mistake one, before I analyzed why it was happening, I went up and thanked the team for doing a good job updating their data because it was there. Um, and I kind of jumped the gun because what happened was I was doing another thing, which I'll share with you now, to make simple metric charts. Do not pre-fill in your fields because when you pre-fill in your fields, if you were going to do a check that says, give me all these items that are blank, which are missing information, quality kind of thing for your data, it'll have something in it, therefore it won't show up. So you don't want to pre-fill your fields in. So what I had to do was go through all the backlog of this, this site for a couple of years and delete all the pre-fill stuff in so that the metrics would work right. 
because it's simpler. It's just a simple metric. What is empty? Boom. Done. <laughs> it's not it's it's not complex on any complex code. It's like, hey, this field's empty. Please fill it in. Very simple. Problem is when I did that update, that mass update, it updated every user story in the system, right? So therefore the updates that were in progress and in other areas where I was doing the update fields all got updated by me, right? So I made a mistake. So first off, I realized I should have looked at the data before I went and said, great job. Second, when I realized it was my mistake, I still thank them because half the people were doing good. They were updating records and things like that. Cause I went and looked at the other half. I says, I made a mistake. I corrupted the, the metric on there. And when I did that mass update, cause they knew I was doing it, it reset all the numbers. So it just takes a while for them to get back. You know, it takes a week or so, whatever for the, for the numbers that get set. But I admitted it, shared it with them and said it was mine. But now, so I, so I realized mistake one was getting too gung ho and too happy that they did well. So I was too emotional, bad. Um, two, I realized and admitted my mistake, which is which what you want to do. You say, hey, it was my fault, but you did a lot of good stuff. You want to give a positive um, perspective on it, too. You just want to go, oh, yeah, that was me. That wasn't you. You guys are still not updating stuff. And, and it's just crud, right? Your dad is crud. Um, or you don't have information for other members of your team. The reason why I do the update thing, just to clarify too, is that so other members of the team can see what's going on. Um, if they have to pick up for a bug or you're out sick or or your boss wants to know what you're doing, you're better off having data in the comments, right? At least the comments. It's all you need to do. So sit there for a couple of days, put a comment in why it's sitting there, blocked by so-and-so, whatever. That's an update, right? It's not rocket science. So what I have to do is now I really have to plan. How do I want to engage the team and get them to update their fields more? So I really got to think about it. What I got to do in the future. I don't want to just go in and go, you should update your fields and the day is bad, right? No, you don't want to do that. That's bad. But you want to work out in a way that makes it what's in it for them to update the fields. Now, it may take me a while. I thought they were doing better than they were, but I have to help them, right? So I have to um, work on that. So I have to plan methodically how I want them to update their fields. How do I want to present it to them so it's in their best interest or I'll help them out in a long time, make their lives a little more funner? Because I'm going to tell you right now, no developer tester likes having their boss come down and say, hey, I see this issue was in this column for like 10 days. Do you have a status? Because you never wrote comments. If you write the comments in, then you can just tell your boss, you can read the comments and you would know. So they would know what, why it was sitting there. So they don't have to come pester you while you're coding or testing your stuff. Right? Pretty simple. Now I have to figure out a way to convince that and make sure why it's in the, their best interest. It's kind of like a little marketing thing where I'm working on my marketing stuff, by the way. That's why we're doing the 5 a.m. Master Scrum newsletter, trying to learn more about marketing because part of what we do as Azure coaches is how do we market this stuff, These what's in it for our team? So you have to become a little bit of a marketer 
to your team to encourage them to do stuff. You can't just tell them they're not going to listen, right? Or some will, some won't, most won't. So here's what I just want to summarize here with the uh, metrics. We all make mistakes. Sometimes we do things, or maybe it's out of your control. I've been in one place where they decide to update everything. I go, oh, my God, you just butchered all my metric boards. And I let my boss know, hey, the metric boards are going to be all squishy and wishy. And for like another week until the data clears up because you all just did a mass update of every issue in the system, right? So that happens too. So, but you want to be aware of it. You kind of want to investigate why do all the metrics, why did everything spike up? Why did everything drop down? Why is everything looking so good when it normally doesn't? You want to go do your research, which I made the mistake. Don't get so excited about sharing good news without first understanding why it's good news nor bad news, right? And then two, if it was your fault, you admit the mistake, whether you're informing managers like stuff's going to be out of skew or the team, hey, I did this and it skewed the numbers. And then three, if you're still a goal to make those metrics part of what they do, you have to be a little bit of a marketer to help market to them why it makes sense to do that. So it's good practice, right? So I'm doing my marketing stuff and it's good practice that I bring back into the team. You have to be a little bit of a salesperson, right? You have to be a little bit of a marketer to get them to do what you want to do. So you can't just tell them and yell at them. You can't just say, you should do this. It's not going to work. That was smart people. Anyway, because they'll find a way to work around. It's kind of like a preteen, like my daughter. I could tell her everything I want to do. She's going to find an excuse not to do it or something, or she already knows the answer. So with that, I wanted to share that with you. Things get messed up in the metrics. You're better off finding out before you go, hey, this is great. Do a little research. Make sure you understand why it's going well before you go out and give everyone kudos. Like I made that mistake. And then two, if it was your mistake or corporate or something, change it. Let everyone know. Admit your mistakes. Admit that why it changed. So they all aware. And then just don't tell them, hey, oh, by the way, it's still screwed up. We need to fix it. Let's figure out a way to gradually get it. We got a comment. Hold on. Are you good resources for Agile Cooks? What are some good resources for? Um, oh. mm. I want to say Mastermind Group. Uh, good resources. So we got something uh, relaxing sounds. So we wanted some good research for Agile Coach. And I'll just close up with that as a comment. So, so good resources. Good resources. Well, the show. Lots of podcasts. Agile. Um, an agile coach, I would say. Um, Scrum book. There's books. You know, there's books. I think I did a list. I'll do a, I'll do a post. I'll list it. I'll list a bunch of a blog post. Oh, 
I'll make a blog post. I'll put that out there. Okay. Um, did I type podcast wrong? Probably. <laughs> Podscast. <laughs> Podcast. Put the S in the wrong spot. Um, I'll put a list out there in the blog for a, a good resources for Agile Coach. Um, I also just, you know, Marsha Acker's book, Art of Science of Facilitation. She was one of my coaches, one of my mentors. Um, that's a good book. Learning a facilitation would be awesome. Um, but I'll post it up on my blog. So those are the kind of things. Lisa Atkins, her book, uh, Agile Coaching. Definitely strong at twice the the um, speed, right? Doing work at twice the speed. Anyway, I want to wish you all the best. You have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Um, like I said, I put a newsletter out. I'll put a, a podcast version of the newsletter uh, tonight so you can have it in audio that covered everything we did last week. And again, I apologize for Friday. I was out of it. I was not in a fun mood. Um, get, still getting back after all that stuff I had to do. I had like a day's notice. You need to have one day to prepare for this activity on Saturday. And it wasn't fun. <laughs> there was no gradual. It was instantaneous. Anyway, too much information. I want to wish you all the best. Happy scrumming. We'll see you tomorrow where we talk about 10X. And maybe we'll talk about more um, of the marketing part. How to get more people convinced that what your thoughts are from Agile Coach are a good thing. With that, take care, everyone. See you tomorrow. Have a great day.